Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing, where we bring on guests and we talk about this beautiful city we call Long Beach. And now, here's your host, motivational coach, Paul Fortune. Welcome, everybody, to It's a Long Beach Thing. And we have a treat for you today. We have Kira Jones, mayor of Signal Hill. Like a good neighbor, Kira Jones is here. I love it, Paul. Thanks for the intro. No problem. Yeah. How mayor are you today? Of, I'm good. Mayor of Signal Hill and Long Beach small business owner. Woo-woo. That's <laughs> right. You, you Double duty. I'm sure every day is an adventure for you, especially the, with your day job and being the mayor. Uh, it's got to be a lot going on. And I want to dive into all that. But first, I want to ask you, what what's your connection with Long Beach? Oh, let's see. I've um, lived in Long Beach and the area. Um, so I, I first moved to Long Beach and then moved to Signal Hill. So I think I've been here now since about 2004. And uh, prior to that, I lived in South Orange County. And uh, so I lived in Alameda Beach and then moved to Signal Hill. And um, I just love Long Beach. There's a little bit of everything here and so much to do. And uh, from what I know about my neighbors and friends, once you come to Long Beach, you really don't leave because um, there's, you know, you drive down the street, you walk down the street, there's some kind of festival going on every weekend. Um, we just we just have created this great little place to call home. So in 2004, what brought you to Long Beach and what was your perception of Long Beach before you moved there? Well, it was halfway uh, between where I lived in Dana Point and where my husband lived in Palos Verdes. So that's why Long Beach. And we could afford it here. So uh, we bought our first condo together. And uh, that's why Long Beach. Oh, right on. And what what was your did you know much about Long Beach at the time in, uh, in 2004 about the city or? Um, I had been here quite a bit to uh, go out to eat. So I had been in Belmont Shore and downtown. Um, I don't think I had discovered 4th Street yet or some of the other neighborhoods, um, but I had definitely been here for things like the Pride in, in May and for um, the Grand Prix. So um, that was, and that was my, film. I don't even think I had been, I don't even think the aquarium was done yet then. So uh, I, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was going to ask you, you kind of answered a little bit, but what has been the difference between being here in 04 to now and the changing in the city, especially probably in the downtown area is probably much different uh, in 04 than it is now, wouldn't you say? Oh, for sure. So, um, you know, like the East Village was just starting to become something back then. And now, uh, you know, like there's the village grocery store. There's a bunch of great restaurants. There's a great taco place. Um, so that little neighborhood has become much more dynamic. And then um, Pine Street, you know, we have some classic restaurants still there, like uh, La Opera. Um, but, um, you know, like uh, one of my favorite spots. Um, oh, goodness. Why can't I think of it? The two stories with the patio rooftop thing. Yeah, there's uh, a club there now, isn't it? No, um, there's a club on the corner. But um What's the one with the really cool inside too, with the giant fireplace? Um, oh, it'll come to me. 
It's on Pine Street? Pine, yeah. Right, hmm. kind of like diagonal from George's, which is also a great spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And can you play like skeet ball there? No. Or is that another place I'm talking <laughs> I'm not about? I'm sure that's probably another spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why can't I think of it? <laughs> well, I'm going to have to go walk Pine Street and, and, yeah, yeah, and find it out. Yeah. And reminisce. Um, yeah. So there's just a lot more food now. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the classics are still here, like Chen's Chinese food and the pantry. Yeah. Um, and then we've just really elevated it with like places like the attic is on Broadway. Mm, yeah. Um, the Cheetos. You know, what is it? What is their special? The Cheetos and mac and cheese. Right. They have the yeah. mac and cheese with the fire Cheetos on top. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good eats. Good eats. Yeah. Like four street. Um, Cause I want to, uh, I went to St. Anthony's, uh, which is, you know, close to Alameda's and ocean there. It's off of seventh and Alameda's mm-hmm. and Fourth street. Um, I had to take the bus to, to uh, school each day. And Fourth street is totally different than it is today. It, they really revived it. Fourth street really wasn't, nothing was really going on except for the, uh, the theater there on fourth and Sherry. But other than that, there wasn't really much going on. I remember when the McDonald's right there on Bonita and fourth was going up and right. now it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a city within a city on fourth street. Right. I think I went to Holy Moly and McDonald's were like my two stops to, to go to. And now on fourth street, you have Lola's, which is yep. great Mexican food. you have socialist, uh, little coyote is my favorite pizza spot. It's right there on fourth. And then um, there's the two Argentinian restaurants further down that are really good. So um, and then, there, you know, it's retro row because there's cool little shopping in yeah. there. Um, I think Long Beach Clothing Company still has a spot there. Um, so it's it's really a fun spot to walk through. Absolutely. So in 04, were you a State Farm agent? Tell, give me your background as far as your career path there. No, back then I worked for Target. I was a manager for Target working in all the, the stores in the area. And then um, I became a State Farm agent in uh, 2010. And um, so it's where my office is over in Belmont Heights, that neighborhood. So uh, right across from the Colorado Lagoon and uh, becoming a State Farm agent got me really involved with a lot of the neighborhood associations and the business groups. So the Chamber of Commerce, the Belmont Shore Business Association, um, the Belmont Heights Community Association. Um, there's just every every part of town has a group of people really working hard uh, to make it a better neighborhood. And so uh, being a State Farm agent, I've, I've gotten really involved with a lot of those groups. Interesting. Well, let, let's go back. I want to talk, uh, really talk about that State Farm stuff there. So before that, you were you were managing targets. Uh, any of them in, in the Long Beach area or? Uh, I, I was a manager in every target within oh. like five miles, 10 miles. Uh, the furthest north I went was Carson. And then uh, I, I the furthest east I went was Cerritos. But uh, I was the manager of the mall Lakewood store during 2008. Uh, wow. and, and that store has the craziest toy department ever. Yeah. Um, two story, the, isn't it? Isn't that two, two stories. Story? Yeah. Giant stock rooms. Um, the, the Bellflower Long Beach store, if you haven't been in that lately, is like a premier store for Target. And uh, they just expanded it again. Always great selection. 
Um, that's probably my favorite store. Besides the Signal Hill store, which I was also a store manager at. And uh, don't forget that one because it's right there in Signal Hill, just south of Cal Heights. So very super convenient. That's right. So this wasn't pretty much because being a, uh, being a home insurance agent, there it's it's straight commission so it, it had been a little bit of a leap of faith uh for you going from working in target to being a state farm agent uh, talk to me about that transition well um of course anytime you're starting your own business there's a lot of risks and um i created an entire business plan and talked to a lot of people in the business and um, really what translated from my experience at Target to State Farm was uh, building great teams. So I've, I always thrived at developing my team and staff and training and development. And then um, I was always part of the volunteer and the neighborhood connection thing with Target. In fact, when I was at Target, I was getting all the volunteers. We went and uh, did library projects where we renovate school libraries and things. And so um, pretty much my skill set I needed to be successful at State Farm, I got during my time in my retail career. And um, in, in fact, my office manager and I uh, have worked together now for over 25 years. So, um, you know, I, I found the right person, I find the right people to join my team. And uh, we do great things for the people that are our clients in our neighborhood. That's that's fabulous. So when you started your business, you right away hired an office manager, right? I, she was my first hire and she's still with me. That's so cool. So right. You and you weren't making income. I mean, I would imagine your income wasn't that great. And so you were paying this office manager running in the red for a bit. Of course. Yeah. The first few years you were in the red as you build the business. That's the, that's the scary part. So you have to make sure you have enough save to survive those early years. And what kept, what kept that mindset strong that you knew that you were going to make it work? (laughs) What kept it strong? Um, hmm. Well, we, um, unfortunately you spend a ton of money at the beginning marketing. And so um, I, I just really tried to continue to monitor how I was spending the money and what was bringing the return as far as new business in the door. And, um, and if, if something wasn't working, we course corrected quickly. And ultimately I relied on people that had been successful doing it before I had Mm -hmm. to know that, Hey, if I do X, Y, Z, it's going to lead to these things and and I'm going to be okay. And so luckily as I was going through the process, I had strong metrics to measure to know if I hit this benchmark, I would be fine. If I hit this Mm -hmm. benchmark, I'm going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, we exceeded our benchmarks. So every time we did that, I'm like, okay, hold on. (laughs) We're going to make it. Yeah. Cause correct me if I'm not mistaken, 2010 wasn't a great economy. Um, you know, (laughs) every year. And that's very interesting in hindsight. Um, you know, we think that we're in a bad economy and, um, for sure, when I first opened, um, you know, it wasn't great. And so, um, but, you know, it hasn't been super stellar roasted for a long time. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think that 
we were competitive for insurance with State Farm. So we were able to acquire a lot of new business. And, um, and, and as long as we're in a fair pricing structure, then uh, people want to do business with somebody that is local with a brand such as State Farm. And so we, we did very well. And, um, you know, people, we're not having as many people move to the area now as we had in the past. Um, but we are having a lot of new businesses open. And so um, as we you know, continue to expand, it's really just looking for areas where um, there's growth. So right now I'm focused a lot more on uh, new small businesses, restaurants, uh, doctor's offices, lawyers, things like that. Um, it's, it's pretty much where the growth area is for the business. So, but did you start more individualized individual homeowners insurance and now you're, you're kind of gaining it more to the small business locally in Long Beach and Signal Hill area? Exactly. Um, my two focuses have always been people kind of buying their new first home, uh, people moving to the area and then small business owners. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it's pretty been, uh, it's been my focus the whole time, uh, depending on where there's more growth opportunities, I spend more of my time. So I know from your background, you have a lot of uh, contacts in the uh, uh, realtor world, real estate world. Uh, where where are you seeing things going forward in, in Long Beach? Because, you know, where I'm looking, there's not very much inventory. Where, where do you think the, the changes are going to be going forward? Well, um, you know, there, we're in a housing shortage. And so as as new housing units are built, um, you know, hopefully we'll see a few new people come. Uh, it looks like most of that's going to be renters downtown. Mm. Um, so I think a lot of the new development is going to be more density downtown. And I'm, I'm hopeful that we start seeing a few more condos, giving people an opportunity to buy their first home. Um, and then um, I don't see a lot of new single family homes because um, there's not a lot of vacant land to get those in. I know in Signal Hill, um, we have a few little infill projects where we're seeing single family homes, um, but most of them um, for the lower density will be more like the townhouse style. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think that uh, with interest rates going up and what have you, people are a little bit more um, cautious as far as buying a house. And so we'll probably see an influx of more renters and rental properties being built. Mm. And you're actually in a mixed use uh, property. That's where your, your business is in. And do you see a lot more of that coming down the pike then too, where you have commercial on the, on the floor level and then re residential above? I, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see. Traditionally, there's some, um, so my particular building is a condo building and then the office spaces below are uh, commercial condos as well. So, and I'm, I'm renting my space from the owner of it. And um, those spaces are, have been traditionally very challenging. There's a few of them downtown Long Beach, and it's just not a very common type of situation in the area. And so when it's uncommon, it makes it a little harder usually to sell those types of units. Um, I think that we'll see more rental properties above uh, commercial spaces as the density gets higher, uh, you know, restaurants and service types businesses on the lower level with with um, apartments above. We'll see if the condo buildings go that direction. 
Uh, most of the condo buildings generally have no commercial on the lower level. Um, but I, I think mixed use is the future in that it allows us not to use every square inch of land for housing and hopefully gives us some open spaces. Um, so we'll, we'll see. For sure, downtown Long Beach is going that direction. Uh, um, and that's that's pretty much redeveloping areas that um, have been already zoned for higher density. Um, we'll see if the suburban areas, I don't, I don't see a lot of that happening further out. So let's say, you know, east of um, Alamitos, um, there's not too much more density. We'll mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's a little bit like mid-rise type stuff planned down at 2nd and PCH um, on the one side there. And then, um, and I think maybe some over in, um, by the, where the Kmart is. Um, oh, on, in Bellflower, on Bellflower there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think most of the density that I've seen is, is planned for downtown. So let's talk about the city you're currently living in. Uh, correctly, if I'm not mistaken, Signal Hill is smack dab in the middle of Long Beach. Isn't that correct? It's right. Yeah. So what got you into uh, politics and, and Signal Hill? Well, I live in Signal Hill. So uh, you know, when we sold our Long Beach condo, we bought a house in Signal Hill. And uh, a lot of folks, my neighbors, all seem to have that similar story. You know, people uh, move to Signal Hill when they want a little bit bigger of a place. Um, and so we have a really eclectic group of neighbors. And um, it's really, I was not, um, you know, I've been involved in politics for a long time um, and support I felt would bring a, a new voice to the group that they were running for or would add diversity to, you know, a city council or a committee or a commission. And, um, and so I had been involved in politics and supporting other folks. And one of the city council people in Signal Hill decided not to run for re-election. And uh, I was at a, a holiday party and uh, people were like, well, you should run. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And, um, and then I found out, you know, no one was really running um, that I thought would represent, you know, the LGBT community. Uh, you know, middle-aged people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what all my demographics are, but um, no one was bringing as much to the table as I could. And so um, I, I, I ran. Um, it, it's, it's really a lot of work to run. And I sometimes I think it's good that maybe you don't know as much of about that some going into it. So the first time I ran, I, I lost by one vote. And so nice. I I ran again in two years and won by the most votes ever uh, because that time I had a plan going into it and knew I really wanted to do it. And um, and the main reason I've wanted to get involved with Signal Hill is it's a really special city. Um, it's, it's very reliant on sales tax income. Um, and if we're going to be successful going forward, we have to continue to you know, in everything, we talk about building multiple streams of income, and the city, too, needs to build multiple streams of income and, and look to the future to see, you know, what what should Signal Hill be focused on and, and where do we see the city going? And so um, hopefully in the next year, two years, we'll work on a new general plan for the city, looking at the future. If I'm reelected, then we'll start working on implementation of that. And a lot of that has to do with the changes from becoming, you know, 
we have a giant auto center. It's a huge source of revenue for the city. Um, you know, auto retailing is changing quickly. Uh, we also rely a lot on mail order and the Costco. Uh, so as big box retail changes, we need to have different sources of revenue for the city to maintain our infrastructure. So um, we're gonna look at different types of development. Um, as we go into some of the redevelopment projects with Signal Hill, like anytime you see an empty spot in Signal Hill, there was probably oil production there, right? You see yeah. all the pump jacks going. Um, so there's a lot of oil production and abandoned oil production. And so a lot of those sites need well remediation uh, in order to put new projects on it. And so we have to find the right projects that can go on the sites uh, safely and uh, get things cleaned up and make sure people are safely able to live there. So uh, we were talking about Long Beach mixed use. I would imagine in Signal Hill, we'll see a, more housing development, um, more mixed use types of projects like we talked about uh, with commercial on lower levels and residential above. Um, and that would be kind of for those sites north of Willow, south of the 405, you know, kind of those spots that um, could use redevelopment and sprucing up and um, you know, that type of thing. That's a good transition here. I have a buddy, his name's Mark, and he lives in Signal Hill. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm interviewing the uh, mayor of Signal Hill. Do you have any questions for him? And one of the questions he had was kind of gearing to what you were talking about with the, you know, the businesses that brought in. Um, I guess at one point in time, there was, there was a, uh, a sense that there was going to be more breweries coming into Signal Hill because he's a big brewery guy. And right now, I think 10 Mile is the only one there. Is there any ideas of more breweries going into uh, the Signal Hill area? I think we have one other brewery. I and I, I'm not. I don't remember what the name of it. It's more by Redondo and um, PCH, and it'll it'll come to me. We have a uh, Black Dog Coffee Roasters. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, it's a little independent coffee yeah. spot. Um, for sure, I've been talking to this group. It's called the Restaurant Advisory Group. And um, it's professionals in the restaurant industry that get together to support creating kind of restaurant destination places. And they work together to create um, kind of the restaurant destination that Bixby Knowles has become. Mm. And so uh, they reached out to me. I've been meeting with them. So we hope to kind of create a food scene in Signal Hill as we build some of these new projects and uh, build out those restaurants on the lower level, tie in LBCC. They have a great culinary department at our community college, as well as Browning High School. Uh, one of their things is also a culinary program. So get our students connected, help them succeed in these careers, um, and, and hopefully become kind of an, a food incubator in Signal Hill, starting with kind of like the pop-up restaurant concepts like we see at Steelcraft in Long Beach. Uh, we have a, a plan to put something very similar to that in at Cherry and Burnett by the Mother's Market. Um, and then having other spaces then for those restaurateurs to move into as their concepts are successful. And hopefully, you know, a little niche food scene, uh, microbreweries, other food businesses. So, you know, for sure, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of independent like bakeries pop up, you know, cake places, you know, gourmet cupcakes, right? All those types of very specialty food things are in high demand. And if we create kind of the places that they can be successful and thrive in Signal Hill, um, I think that would be a great thing. We're also looking at, um, you know, destination type um, 
you know, becoming a destination for an industry or an activity um, and adding some more hotel space with our proximity to the airport um, and the hospital, as well as the convention center downtown Long Beach. And just being right on the 405 corridor also gives us a lot of good proximity for uh, hotel and event space. And so hopefully we can tie that into some of the restaurants and mixed use projects and do some really cool developments. But uh, it, it's all you know in my head right now and I don't own any property or have a development company. So it takes some talking to other folks that will actually implement it and creating a master plan for it to make it happen. You know, I, I actually love that idea with uh, creating that that food corridor in Signal Hill because I think that would be a huge, huge bonus because there's some spots by Lummi City College that aren't the best of areas. But I feel like if you put what you're talking about, these this experience, these food places, you you would change that 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 those areas quite quite well into a place where people would want to go all the time. And you mentioned Long Beach City College is, is the, uh, is, is the, uh, the cooking, uh, do they do it out of the PCC campus right there? Yes. Down oh. on, on the, on the PCH campus. Yes. Y- yes. They do. Well, that's perfect. Well, they're, you're right there. You can right. Up, right? I mean, <laughs> there are neighbors. Host, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's that campus. I know I was talking to someone from that campus um, I know Browning High School, which is right, it's the high school that is at Redondo and, and Hill Street, so okay. it's basically just right outside of Signal Hill, is the, um, it's where the culinary arts are for the high school kids, and I, I'm pretty sure it's the Pacific Coast campus that for uh, Long Beach City, but um, don't quote me on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that, I think that's tremendous, and I think, like you said, that's where you get the revenue is, is, is uh, sales tax. And if you, you make it become a destination is what you just talked about. I think that's, that is great. I mean, I know they have that rock climbing thing, right? They have rock, is that rock climbing? That's single hill, right? Right. And I, I think it's all part of just building the city that um, is really improving the quality of life for everyone. And, you know, the less we have to drive, the more things are really readily accessible uh, the more we get out and meet our neighbors, we create this sense of place that we all really want to belong and be at and connect with others. Um, and food is just one element of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, we can create festivals, we can create entertainment venues and, and what have you. You know, the city has um, really worked hard as we're doing these developments to create a trail infrastructure that hopefully will go from the south side of the city all the way up to the north side of the city in the next few years. And so we still want to continue to fo- focus on the multimodal transportation, right? So that we can walk and ride our bikes and get places easily. And, and hopefully we have some really cool businesses and experiences where our Signal Hill residents can get to them quickly and enjoy living in Signal Hill. Yeah, the if if you guys have not been on top of Signal Hill, you ought to go because the views all around the city are just magnificent, especially at night. Is there a special uh, place that, that you can tell us about that uh, that we could go to to see you know the streetlights and the downtown LA and 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 such? Well, Hilltop Park is at the very top, and mm-hmm. it it almost gives you a three sixty view. 
so when you're looking north from Hilltop Park, you can see downtown LA, you can see the Hollywood sign, you know, you can, you can practically see Santa Monica off to the west looking north. And then, um, you know, when you're looking south from Hilltop Park, you see downtown Long Beach, you see the port, you can see all the way down to Orange County, you can see Fashion Island down there. And, and, um, and then um, you, you can see, you know, we can see the fireworks at Disneyland from Signal Hill uh, any night of the week. Um, so Signal Hill Park for sure is pretty easy, but anywhere up on the top of the hill, um, you have panoramic views. And um, the other spot that we have is uh, Signal Hill Park in front of City Hall, where we have our concerts in the park. And that is shaded and it's a really great park to hang out in. Um, that's where we have our concerts in the park and you can sit there and you can see the sunset You can see downtown Long Beach. You can see Catalina off in the distance in the port. Is that um, on Cherry so or Redondo? It's at Cherry and, um, and Hill. Okay. Yep. So um, yeah. So great views. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And then, and then a Hill street uh, at any time of the day, you got people running and walking up that, that hill. Cause it's so steep. Are, are you planning on, on doing more with that? Because it seems like so many people go there for their exercise. I feel like we can, uh, you guys can capitalize on bringing more people there. Cause it is such a uh, great desirable area to exercise. Well, we have a, a lot of gyms in Signal Hill. So if you're looking for CrossFit, if you're looking for a trainer, uh, there's gyms where you can just have a monthly membership. Um, there's gyms that are all inclusive with chiropractors and physical therapy. Um, there's lots of physical therapy centers in Signal Hill. Uh, so we definitely uh, have a lot of the spaces for uh, those types of businesses to thrive. And so a lot of times they like to get outside and, and take their clients outside as well as uh, we have a lot of walking and running groups, even biking groups that like to use the hill uh, to get some extra challenge in. And for sure, Hill Street is the steepest. Uh, at the other side, going down Skyline or coming back up Skyline, uh, it still will take the wind out of you, even if, if you've been training for a few months. So it's a, it's a good way to get your stamina up. Right on, right on. So let's let's bring it back to Long Beach a little bit. I always like to kind of end with this question. Where is one of your favorite places for getting some food? I know you mentioned a few of it, but what's the, what is your go-to place? Mm. My go-to place. I have to pick one. <laughs> well, give us a couple if you can't pick one. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. I, so, okay. So my, my latest, if I want to really like, show people how far long beach has come i take people to to um bungalow right mm. like it has got the scene going on and um you know it it's the food is really unique and good and they did a great job with the vibe um and so but that's more of a you know a well-known brand right mm -hmm. if i want to show them the long beach version of that i take them to the attic steve's the mm. owner there the staff has been there forever uh, the food is excellent. They have a great new chef there. And it's in an old house on Broadway. It's right in a great neighborhood. Uh, you know, you can you can walk there if you live in Belmont Heights. And uh, they have great cocktails, great food. So uh, the attic would be the other fine dining spot. And then um, 
my favorite Mexican food anywhere in the country, right? Even Mexico. <laughs> I, I love Lola's. Uh, Brenda and Luis, the owners of Lola's, are really involved in the community and their food is unique. Um, I can't go anywhere else and have my butternut squash enchiladas like they make <laughs> there. And the sauce is phenomenal. They put a piece of steak. It's a hanger steak on top. And um, I can order that entree once a week and just be happy as a clam. And um, and everything there is is phenomenal. And it, and it's the Lola was grandma and it's, you know, it's grandma's recipes with the twist. So most of the food is familiar to you, but very unique, very tasty. And it's a special place because it's run by uh, Brenda and Luis. So Lola's. They have a couple locations. Don't they have one in uh, Bixby Knolls as well as 4th Street? Is that correct? Yep. They have Bixby Knolls and uh, they have 4th Street. And then they all, they're also involved with the Socialist and mm-hmm. uh, Port- Portuguese Bend downtown. Oh, Portuguese Bend downtown. And yep. then uh, Bungalow, if everybody doesn't know, that's on PCH in second. So that's that new shopping center that's been open for what now, four or five years? Yeah, I would I would go there if someone else is paying. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit pricey, huh? Yeah, it's a little on the pricey side. It's good for an experience, though. It, yeah. And they do a great job. The service is excellent there. And Absolutely. then, you know, I, I, I like food. So 555 is like the best steakhouse in town. So if you want excellent service and great steak, 555 downtown. 555, that's a classic. That's been there for many years, way before you got there in 04. Exactly. Yeah. Another place that you want, you know, someone to be treating you to dinner. <laughs> it, it, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, I don't know any other uh, real uh, steak places, but 555, they had the hideaway, but that's gone now. Maybe the Brazilian, uh, if you consider that a steakhouse, the Brazilian restaurant there on PCH. Okay, here's a little secret. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my other for traditional Mexican food, Enrique's. Okay, Ooh, Enrique's on PCH. on PCH, right? Traditional, my favorite cheese enchiladas there, but they also have great steak, and they mm-hmm. have um, they have a special every Friday, and I forget what the cut is, um, but they have great steaks there, so Enrique's. <laughs> yeah, I met Enrique and his wife. They're great people so yeah definitely go yeah. to enrique's that's on pch and loins great PCH mexican and loins. Place. yeah and then the mexican. breakfast is it what's the breakfast place in that parking lot it's like uh oh it's the spot it's called the, the spot. spot yeah i was gonna say breakfast spot but yeah. uh yeah, that's super, you know, we, we should have a whole series on the breakfast places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there's so many there. I mean, there, there, there's a new one, the breakfast bar that's coming up. There's Bre- so many. To- <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. For sure. Like breakfast and breakfast in Long Beach is like an institution and yeah. uh, we do eggs in, in, in Long Beach. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if anybody wanted to get in touch with you for insurance, small business, state farm, how do you, how, how would be the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, the best way is to call me 562-433-5573-247. Um, there's usually someone here during the week taking your call, leave a message, find me on Facebook, Kier Jones. Uh, I'm pretty much the only Kier Jones in Long Beach. Send me a message <laughs> there too. And I'll, I'll put your information on, on the show notes there so, so they have your information. Kier Jones, it was a pleasure talking to you, uh, talking to you all about Long Beach. I hope you had a good time. I did. It's always a pleasure, Paul. Uh, I, I think I usually saw you down on 2nd Street the most, but now we're doing this, right? 
your coach Paul. So I appreciate all that you do. And thank you for having me on. No problem for everybody. It's been a pleasure and it's a long beach thing. See you next time. Thank you for tuning into It's a Long Beach Thing. Please tune in next time for another great episode. Thank you and have a good rest of your day.